Hello and welcome to another episode of The Voice of Alignment. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Sheon Okikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of God on this platform. The Voice of Alignment podcast is an internet media expression of a divine mandate to raise a righteous generation consisting of men and women who receive the righteousness of God through faith and live by it through a daily and intentional alignment of their thoughts and actions with God's standards, expectations, and will. That is what we do here on the Voice of Alignment podcast. This is the vision that we pursue on this podcast. Now, over the past uh, few episodes, over the past five episodes, we have been looking into uh, the principles of a divine breakthrough. A divine breakthrough is a breakthrough that has its source uh, in the act of God and so therefore cannot be explained without credit uh, to God. You see, God is a God of divine breakthroughs and the Bible is full of examples or illustrations of divine breakthroughs. But a good illustration of what we have been talking about uh, when we talk about divine breakthrough can be seen in Exodus chapter 14 where God parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel to pass over on dry ground. Now, when you read this passage or when you read that passage, Exodus chapter 14, you would see that beyond Moses stretching his rod, uh, God was at work. No one in his sane mind will read uh, what happened in Exodus chapter 14 and think that it was Moses that was at work. I mean, how can a stick divide a whole sea? We are not talking about a river or a lake. We are talking about a sea. When we meditate on things like this, not only do we see the incredible capacity of God to do things that are outside the confines and the scope of our imagination, but we also see that whatever action man takes in the process of a divine breakthrough is so infinitesimal when it is compared to what God does. And that is why for it to be a divine breakthrough, you cannot take any credit. In Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8, God said, I will not share my glory with anyone or the praise due me with idols. If there is any situation in your life that has defied every human effort or a case that has proven impossible despite many effort, despite your investment of resources, despite your connections, the good news that I have for you is that that case or that situation is a candidate for a divine breakthrough. It is a candidate for a divine breakthrough because it is a problem that when God solves it, no one can take the glory or share the credit. An example is the case of Sarah. Sarah was 90, yet she gave birth. Both Sarah and Abraham cannot take the credit for that. In fact, when God appeared to Abraham at the age of 99 in Genesis chapter 17 and told him about Sarah having a child, Genesis chapter 17 verse 17 says that Abraham threw himself to the ground to worship, but in his heart, he was laughing. In the next chapter, God appeared to Abraham again 
and said the same thing. And Sarah heard this time, and then she was laughing. And to make the matter worse, God caught her laughing, and she lied and denied it. You can see this in Genesis chapter 18 from verse 12 to 15. So when Sarah eventually gave birth to Isaac, there was no way in the world Abraham or Isaac could take the credit. In fact, God instructed them to name the child Isaac, which means laughter, so that they and everyone throughout generations would know that when God spoke, they laughed. That name, Isaac, was an eternal memorial of their response to God's word. So there is no way they can take the credit for that. Friend, these are the kind of breakthrough we are making reference to as divine breakthroughs in this series. Now, over the past five episodes, we have looked at six principles of a divine breakthrough. When I checked the dictionary, or when I checked the dictionary, I found that a principle is a fundamental truth that serves as the foundation for a system or for a belief or for a belief system or however you want to look at it. So these principles are like fundamental truths on how we can position ourselves for divine breakthrough. And we've looked at six of these principles. The first principle that we looked at is what I can refer to as the principle of positioning. We said a divine breakthrough is positioned for. The second principle we looked at is what you can refer to as a principle or the principle of divine will and agenda. We said a divine breakthrough happens within the confines of the will and the agenda of God. The third principle we looked at is a principle you can refer to as the principle of the word. We said nothing triggers a divine breakthrough like the word of God. The fourth principle we looked at um, is what you can refer to as the principle of spiritual authority. We said nothing unlocks the door to a divine breakthrough like spiritual authority. And then the fifth principle we discussed is what you can refer to as the principle of source and resource. We said seeing God as your source and every other thing else as God's resource is a very, very vital uh, principle when it comes to positioning yourself and not just positioning yourself but also sustaining the, the happening or the occurrence of divine breakthroughs in your life. The sixth principle is what you can refer to as the principle of time. We said uh, for a divine breakthrough, when you're expecting a divine breakthrough, we, we should see time as God's breakthrough factory. And for each of these principles over the past five episodes, we delved deep into um, each of these principles and tried to like expand um, on these uh, principles. Now, time will not permit me to give a summary of each of these principles uh, that we've talked about. But if you have not listened to any of the past uh, four or five episodes um, of this podcast, I would like to encourage you to please visit www.voiceofalignment.com forward slash podcasts and ensure that you listen to them. You'll find these episodes uh, right there on the link that I've just uh, called out, you find these episodes right there. You can download them uh, on your device and listen to them when you're free or at your spare time, or you can listen to them online. Please do uh, try to listen to them, and I'm sure that you will be tremendously blessed by the teachings 
uh, in those episodes. Now, in these episodes, uh, we're going to be ending this series on the principles of a divine breakthrough by looking at uh, the last principle. This is the last principle, but not the least principle. And uh, the last principle we'll be talking about in this series is what I will refer to as uh, the principle of faith. The principle of faith. You see, faith is a very, very important uh, key or very, very important uh, weapon or very, very important instrument when it comes to moving God to deliver um, to you a divine breakthrough. In Matthew chapter 17, we see a situation where a demon-possessed boy was brought to the disciples to cast out the demons, Uh, but the disciples could not. And then they brought the boy to Jesus and then Jesus cast the demon out. Then the disciples came to Jesus in secret and wanted to know why they could not cast out that demon. Now, here's what Jesus uh, said in response to their question in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. The Bible says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, one thing about God is that you cannot box God to a corner. And uh, this might seem like a bit of deviation from what we're talking about, but uh, you will understand why I'm saying this uh, in a bit. Uh, So, please just listen to me and follow me uh, very carefully on this episode. Now, it is one thing to move God to perform a miracle or give you a divine breakthrough. And it is another thing... Uh, to be a recipient of a divine miracle or a divine breakthrough. You see, we can move God to perform a miracle and receive the miracle that we moved God to perform. But you can also receive a miracle without moving God to perform a miracle or a breakthrough. Now, these are two different situations. And I'm going to explain what I mean uh, by these two Uh, different situations. Now, the second situation where uh, you receive a miracle or a breakthrough without moving God to perform it does not need faith. Now, I'll give you illustrations of what I'm talking about from the Bible. In Acts chapter 3 from verse 1 to 10, if you read that passage, you see that a man who was crippled from birth received the miracle of healing when he was not expecting it. In John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 15, we see a man at the pool of Bethesda who received a healing miracle without expecting it. He did not even know Jesus, talk less of having faith. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, we see a story of a man called Obededom. And when you read that passage, you see that Obededom was a man who experienced or enjoyed a breakthrough, a financial breakthrough, an abundance simply because the ark of God was placed in his house. The Bible records that his, himself and his household were blessed by virtue of the ark being placed in his house. The Bible never told us that Obededom prayed for a blessing or Obededom uh, trusted God and believed God uh, for a financial breakthrough. 
simply by virtue of the fact that the ark was placed in his house he enjoyed an overflowing blessing but you see the thing with this second situation is that it is left to time and chance it may happen and it may not happen and even when it happens it is for god's agenda it is for the agenda of the kingdom and we talked about this uh the kingdom agenda we talked about this in the last episode and so if you if you did not listen to the last episode i would like to encourage you to please uh, make sure you, you visit the website uh, and download it or listen to it but you see uh there is also the first situation where we can move god to perform the miracle or give us a breakthrough that we desire and we receive it this situation is impossible it cannot happen this first situation it cannot happen without faith you see nothing moves the hand of god to deliver a breakthrough like faith hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please god in other words faith pleases god to please someone means to bring pleasure or to give that person pleasure so hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 is simply telling us that faith gives pleasure to god faith is a pleasurable stimulant to god a man or a woman who brings pleasure to god is a dangerous person to mess with you cannot be a source of pleasure to god through faith and not have divine breakthroughs as a norm in your life but then that brings us to our one big question if faith is such a pleasurable thing to god what exactly is faith if you ask the average christian this question you will most likely hear them recite hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 which says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen now i totally agree with this and of course it's from the scriptures from the bible so i totally agree with that but then what does substance of things hoped for what does that mean what does evidence of things not seen what what does that mean if for instance i claim to have faith for a car what evidence would i put forth for a car that i do not own which will qualify as faith where would i even get the evidence in the first place all these questions are representative of the ambiguity that many believers have about faith so now let's deal with the question here what is faith now in the next few minutes i will give you a very simple definition and explanation of faith and i'll back this explanation and definitions up with scriptures and this can give us a simple and basic um, understanding of what faith is so what is faith in the simplest terms faith is what you do as a result of a conviction that comes from what you hear from god there are three things here what you do your conviction and what you hear from god or we can take it from the back let's start with what you hear what you hear from god your conviction about what you heard from god and then what you do based on that conviction you see these three things must be complete for you to have faith that will bring god so much pleasure that will make him deliver a breakthrough to you now let's take this one after the other 
Let's start with the first component, which is what you hear from God. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you read several other translations of the Bible, you will see uh, instead of the word of God, you will see the word of Christ. Now, in the Amplified Bible, it says, So faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes from the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Now, in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If John chapter 1 verse 1 says the word was God, it simply means that Romans chapter 10 verse 17 is simply saying that faith comes by hearing and hearing by God. Now, God can speak to you directly or through the scriptures or through a sermon or through a vision. But then Romans chapter 10 verse 17 also mentions hearing twice to emphasize that it is not just hearing that produces faith but the hearing of what God is saying. So the big question you must ask yourself which is the first step to faith for a divine breakthrough is what is God saying or what has God said about this breakthrough that I desire. We need to be very intentional and specific about what God is saying. You cannot claim to have faith for a breakthrough that you have no word from God for. If you cannot hear God for yourself, what does the scripture say? 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, I underline that word that or that uh, part of the scripture that says instruction in righteousness. You see, instruction in righteousness is not just instruction on what or how to be uh, righteous. It is also instructions on what is right in God's sight. So, if the divine breakthrough you need is in the area of promotion at your job, what does the scripture say is right in the sight of God about your promotion? Whatever the scripture says is right about promotion is your word from God for that breakthrough and that is where your faith should start. If you do not know any scripture for promotion, I can give you one for free. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the Bible says that the path of the just is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. So, if the breakthrough that you need is in the area of promotion, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 is automatically God's word to you. It tells you that your path is meant to shine brighter and brighter and so it shows you that God is committed to ensuring that you get that promotion which is the evidence that your path is shining brighter and brighter. Even if you hear an audible voice from God or see a vision, it will not contradict what Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 is saying. This is what this component of faith is all about. Now, the second component of faith is conviction. That's the second component of faith in the simple definition that I gave. Conviction. 
Now, this is the conviction about the word of God relating to your breakthrough. If the word of God you have for a promotion is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, how convinced are you about that word? This is where trust in God comes in. Trusting God is a component of faith and not faith in itself. If you are trusting God for a breakthrough and all you have is trust and no word from God or action to accompany your trust, you will only end up being a faithful Christian with nothing to show for your Christianity except your salvation. Everything that magnifies your confidence in the word of God that you have concerning that breakthrough you desired is within this component of faith. Whether it is meditation or listening to messages or even knowing more about God. You see, knowing more about God is as important as knowing the word of God concerning the breakthrough that you desire. This is so because when you know the person and character of God, any word you receive from God meets a great level of conviction in you. That is why Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. One of the ways to build faith is to build your conviction by knowing God more. Abraham may have laughed when God told him that Sarah will have a child at 90 when he is 100 years old. And you can see that in Genesis chapter 17 verse 17. But that same Abraham that laughed at the word of God became the father of faith because he had a deep knowledge of God. Now this was a man that God himself was appearing to. He knew God so much and became so much of God's friend that God could not hide his agenda from him. This was a man that could negotiate with God. When you study the life of Abraham very closely, you will see that he was a man who was prompt in execution of God's word. His conviction had grown to the level that there was no room to rationalize God's instructions. He was like God's robot. For him, it was God says and I do. Shikena, like my Hausa uh, brothers call it. Finish. Kalas, like my Arabian friends say there was no room for contemplation uh, about what God had said. God says circumcised, he circumcised every male including himself immediately. God says go and sacrifice Isaac your son and then he gets up the next day and heads straight for the place that God told him to go and sacrifice his son. That is conviction and that is why this man was called a father or the father of faith. Many years ago, I wrote a book titled The Pillars of Faith and in that book, one of the pillars I talked about was testimonies and I talked about how testimonies of miracles or um, breakthroughs that other believers um, have received, how those testimonies help to strengthen our conviction which leads to greater faith. My pastor always says that when God is doing something for someone or when someone around you testifies of the goodness of God, then it means that God is in the neighborhood. So friends, conviction is very, very important here. 
And the third component of faith in the definition we gave is action. After you have gotten the word of God concerning that breakthrough that you desire and you have a conviction about that word, you need to act based on that conviction. Part of the action is obedience which must be based on the conviction that you have about the word of God that you have received. Obedience without conviction is as good as disobedience. In Matthew chapter 14 from verse 22 to 33, we see a situation where the disciples were in a storm and then Jesus came walking on water. They were all frightened because they thought it was a ghost. Now, Peter asked Jesus if he could come to him. Of course, if he could come to him walking on water and Jesus gives him the permission to do so. Now, Peter gets on the water and begins to walk. But the moment he began to doubt, he began to sink. The moment his conviction was deflated, his obedience to the word which was for him to come only led to him sinking. When you read Matthew chapter 14 from verse 28 to 29 very carefully, you will see that Peter asked for a word from Jesus. Peter knew that without that word, the miracle was impossible. The miracle of walking on water was impossible without a word or without an instruction from Jesus. Now, Peter got the word, which uh, is the first component of faith like we've looked at, and then with his conviction, which is trust in the word, which is the second component of faith we looked at, with that conviction uh, about the word he received, he began to walk, which is action, which is the third component that we are now looking at. Now, how do I know that Peter had conviction? If he did not have conviction, he would not have asked Jesus for a word. Him asking Jesus for a word simply meant that he was convinced beyond any doubt that if Jesus says it, that is it. So his conviction was built up and just waiting for the word. The word came, he acted and he began to walk on water. But what happened? He doubted and then he began to sink. The first component was still in place. Jesus did not change his mind. The word was still for Peter to come, but then conviction was lost. And so his effort to come to Jesus only made him to sink rather than walking on water. You see, the point here is without action that is based on the conviction about the word of God to you, faith is impotent. James chapter 2 verse 17 says, Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. In verse 18, the Bible says, Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. When you read the same passage in James chapter 2, when you read verse 22, it makes us to understand that your action is what perfects your faith. You cannot claim to have faith and you are doing nothing. You cannot claim to have faith and you are acting contrary to God's word. You cannot claim to have faith and your actions are not aligned with what God is saying concerning the matter you are trusting God for. This, my friends, is the mystery behind praise and thanksgiving for what God is yet to do. 
It takes a conviction about what God has said for you to thank God and praise Him for what you are trusting God for even when God has not done it. It is praise that comes from a conviction about what God has said even when you cannot see what God has said. It is that kind of praise that pleases God. This is the kind of thing that the Bible refers to when it's talking about the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Friends, nothing represents a substance of things hoped for and an evidence of things that is not seen like action that draws from conviction about what God has said. In conclusion, having broken down faith into these three simple components, it is clear that the journey of faith starts with the word of God. It is clear that the journey of faith starts with the word from God. What this means is that if you are lacking in faith concerning any area, it is only a sign of deficiency of knowledge or conviction about what God has said concerning that area. If you are trusting God for a financial breakthrough, what you need to do is to soak yourself in the word of God about financial breakthroughs. If you need to listen to messages about financial breakthroughs so that you can receive the word of God concerning it, please, you need to do that. If you need to read books, anointed books, books that are written by men and women who are anointed by God, whose publications have become like the mouthpiece of God. You can get those kind of books on financial breakthrough if it's financial breakthrough that you are trusting God for or if it's an advancement that you are trusting God for or if it's a healing miracle you're trusting God for. Whatever the breakthrough that you are trusting God for, you can get anointed materials on that area and immerse yourself in those materials and as you do so, the word of God is coming into your heart and faith is being built up. If you are trusting God for a marital breakthrough, soak yourself in the word of God concerning marriage. If it's a breakthrough in fruitfulness or in childbearing, what you need to do is to immerse yourself in the word of God concerning fruitfulness. As you do this, your faith rises and your breakthrough becomes nearer and nearer until it is delivered. Now, this brings me to the end of this episode and the end of this series on the principles of a divine breakthrough. It is my prayer that for everything that has been taught in this uh, six-part series, for everything that has been taught, as you put them to practice, as you engage these truths, these principles that are from the scriptures, you will begin to see the hand of God working out that divine breakthrough that you desire in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever stands as a mountain before you, whatever seems to be an impossibility, staring at you in the face, defying all effort, defying all your resource, defying everything that you have done, and still yet not bringing results. I decree that by the hand of God, you will receive a divine breakthrough in that area in the name of Jesus. Your testimony will be complete in the mighty name 
of Jesus Christ. Now, if you have not listened to any of the past episodes apart from this episode, I'd like to encourage you once again to please ensure that you do so. Visit www.voiceofalignment.com forward slash podcasts and you will see all these past episodes we've done um, on this series on the principles of a divine breakthrough. Till I bring you the word of God again in the next episode, keep living in the blessing and in the abundance of God. God bless you.